The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? I am your host, Sam Sickly Long, joined by my co-host, Beans Bronchitis Beans. (laughs) 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 Oh man, I'm sure that... I'm sure that was great for everyone. Yes, (laughs) the grind does not stop, despite the fact that Beans and I are both deathly ill. We were going to bring you the best show that we possibly can, and we're going to keep talking until the wheels fall off today. Let me be like, okay, I'm just going to clear it up. I'm not ill. I am just severely tired, okay? And I feel like that... I'm ill. So it's like one of those where it's like, I think I'm I'm okay. It's just, I woke up at 2 a.m., all right, and just did not fall back asleep. So I think I'm just like running on fumes and I'm exhausted. And then on top of that, we moved turf today and it's like a pain in the dissy. Moving turf, pain in the ass. It's a butt, dude. Uh, You got to get it square too. And so, yeah, that kind of, I wasn't even the one pushing the cart. And I I was just like the one helping, like making sure they get blocked in, like locked in. Okay. But it was just a pain in the butt. So I'm just... I'm exhausted. Long story short. He's exhausted. Um, you know, I'm, I caught something. I don't know whether it was, you know, somewhere. I don't know if it was, you know, on a flight to Austin or the game in Austin or the piano bar after the game in Austin or the flight to Dallas or the flight back to Tulsa or even from just my coworker coughing profusely over the past week and a half. Next to me in my cubicle, it's probably it. Let's go with the latter. Dude, all I know, I don't know when this happened to my body. The last two nights, I took NyQuil to, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm going to stave off, like, being sick. I'm going to, like, beat, beat it to being sick. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I woke up both days after taking NyQuil. Fucking, but like I was hungover, like head fog, like everything. Nightclub been beating my ass the last two nights. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I can't. I I think like Nightclub is just too much for me at this point. So I got like some Alka-Seltzer, like non-drowsy, like cold shit, citrus flavored. Do you like? Strange question. What does NyQuil do? Like, what is, like, how does medicine just know that it needs to go to a certain spot? Like, ibuprofen. I got, uh, my, my, my toe hurts. Probably something, with, um, probably something with receptors. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how medicine works. I'm sure, I, I'm sure NyQuil and like other food and cop medicines are pretty much just like, Hey, we're like targeting this to like deactivate it, aka like a virus or bacteria or whatever, and it just doesn't do it to anything else because you have it. It's like a puzzle piece, right? Like if bacteria has a certain like female end, or viruses have a certain female end, then like you give what's in the uh, medicine the male end. Oh god. Good push. Man, what a riveting show this has turned out to be. <laughs> Let's, look, how about how about we make it better for our audience here? <laughs> how how do we make it better? This show's already been trash. I know. So oh man. Talk about, you know. Uh... <laughs> All right, beans. 
Well, we had a slate of games this last last week. I think it's time to go in chronological order for uh, sake of argument of the audience. Uh, Kansas State was the first game of the slate, and they fell to Texas 33-30 to in overtime. Chris Kleiman's big gamble to go for it on fourth down in overtime does not pay off. The Wildcats all but end their quest at repeating as the Big 12 title champions. Your thoughts, Beans? Is there any, like, there's still hope, isn't there? Not realistically, no. Not realistically. I mean, I do know that, like, we are facing a pretty tough slate of games coming up here for the next. Um, even if K-State wins out, they would need Texas to, like, I don't even know, like, what the tiebreaker is. It, I think it would need to be something along the way of, like, I don't even know. I, I don't know how K-State makes it in other than them winning out and then Texas losing twice and then Oklahoma, like, randomly losing again. So it's one of those where, like, the stars have to align in order for us to make it in. Yeah, I mean, if K-State wins last week, then, like, all they got to do is win out, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean... I, I- I'll be honest. I didn't get a chance to really. I watched because I was at officials clinic that that not that day. Which, by the way, thank you to the state of Kansas for scheduling an officials clinic for the state of Kansas uh, during a K State game. I appreciate that so much. Um, but when the chances I did get to see it, it was like I was like, oh, is this the time where like Kleiman actually gets a comeback victory? Because what is his? He's got like a weird record where. He does not do well once he's down, and I thought this was the ch- chance where it was it was uh, his comeback time. The the one big comeback win of my recollection is twenty twenty uh, Oklahoma. That's yes. the one I remember. Yeah. Um. But other than being down a lot, I mean, it just doesn't happen very much. We don't really get down by a ton. So I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities for comebacks. Um. Which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, K-State started the game about as bad as you could. We got down, I think, 17 to nothing or something. 17 or 20 to nothing. I can't remember which one. And eventually, they brought it all the way back. Texas made a ton of mistakes, and we got to overtime. Um, Pretty much the game was dominated by Texas in the first half and then dominated by K-State in the second half, being honest. and Then K-State didn't really get... What they wanted in overtime. So I, I, I really don't know how to recap this game, really. I mean, I was, I mean, I was so hyper focused watching the game in the stands. I mean, really, I mean, the the only thing I can say is K State started so poorly, and I mean, they just seemed like they were so committed to running the ball, and it really took a long time for them to adjust to throwing the ball more with a lot more um, downfield action and a lot more um, quick actions. Yeah, and if you initially like, if you initially look at the stats, you know, uh, Will Howard throwing the ball, 26 of, uh, went 26 of 41 for 327. Both Treshawn Ward and DJ Giddens had nine carries, and neither of them combined for over 55 yards. Um, and then, yeah, no, it, it was a really bad day on the ground. It, it, it really was. was. And it was frustrating watching us like try and pound our head into doing it more. Yeah. Um, really, the game the game really changed. To me, the game changed a lot when we got that touchdown right before the end of the half, and then we even started moving the ball right before the end of the first half. We didn't get anything out of that. But we were moving the ball. It was good that we could see we were moving the ball. And we were down, oh boy. I don't know what we were down at that point. I think we were down 17 to 7 at that point. It, it It's all blur. I can't really remember. But, you know, then K-State does K-State things. They get the ball. They turn it over immediately. Or whatever, because Keegan Johnson fumbles the ball up in the air for a pick instead of catching it for, like, a 40-yard gain. And then 
Will gets sacked and fumbles on the five, and Texas scores immediately. Um, but, I mean, after that, like, Texas really didn't do a whole lot offensively post that. I, I am glad that uh, Kleiman just let Howard, you know, take this game. Um, you know, I felt like <clears throat> I was a little worried going into this game if we were just going to see a, a double dose of, you know, Avery Johnson and Will Howard. I, I feel like he did a very good job of just letting Will Howard take the reins for this game. Let your experienced guys do the experience things. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to think that Avery is not coming along as a passer very well, because if he was, he would have taken this job by now, in my opinion. Um, well, we both made that. We've both made that comment. Like he's missed some throws, but by God, those are beautiful throws. If he just finds a way to make like, if he just finds a way to, uh, you know, fine tune his passing abilities, uh, it, it, he throws a beautiful ball. It's gorgeous and yeah, tight. I, I my thing is is you know Avery got in for two drives and like basically only attempted one pass, like. I, I I just don't think the coaching staff trusts him to make those. And how does how does he build confidence? How how's he how's his ability to build confidence? I know this is a tough game. Texas is a, not a game to test a true freshman out and see if he can th- <laughs> fling the ball around. You know, like that's a that's a game where you just know you have it in the bag. That's like a game against you know Baylor. Um, that's probably your best time to see. Can Avery Johnson toss toss the pigskin around? So, you know, just go, you know, just go back to your wife, go back home, go back to your wife, go back to Will Howard, let him do what he can do and see if we can come out on top on this one. I, that, that was, that was nice. Yeah. You know, everything almost worked out. You know, Texas had, you know, two horrid turnovers, back-to-back possessions. K-State really got back into it. They got the ball back. K-State was about to go up 28 to 27. And then we botched an extra point. Texas then got a field goal. We marched down, missed a field goal, got the ball back, got a field goal overtime. Texas field goal, K-State doesn't get it on fourth down. Wasn't in love with it. I don't hate going for it on fourth there. I think we should have just kicked the field goal personally, but that's just me. Yeah. But I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of opportunities for K-State to win that game. They just didn't take it. I, I really don't know what else to say other than that. I, I don't have much to say to that either. It's just, it hurts. It sucks. Like you said, we control our own destiny and, you know, fate wasn't just, fate wasn't on our side. Yeah, I am going to talk to mad crap on Texas. Texas has like a 100,000 seat stadium. And I didn't think that stadium was that loud. <laughs> but to me, Austin is, well, not Austin in general, just, UT doesn't have a big student section. I feel like I feel like they're stadium in the corner. Yeah, and so you know, in order to have a good atmosphere, you need a student section, which I think K State does a wonderful job at allowing their students to attend games. I just don't think Texas does a good job at that. That's why you don't see the atmosphere they get for a hundred thousand seat stadium. I wonder if it's like just because of the way the stadium is shaped too, because like. I thought like it was getting really loud, and I was like, "Yeah, it's loud, but like." Well, they, when you loud. don't, you know why they don't let so many students into their stadium? Because if you have a hundred thousand seat stadium, you can sell more tickets and make more money. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't care about how many students make it. They want to make sell the you know five hundred dollar tickets. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I mean, again, I was sitting in row sixty six. Like in the lower bowl, so and like off to the side, so maybe it maybe it's louder the further you go down. I'm sure it is, but like, yeah, I just was like, wow, this is double K State's capacity, and it's louder than K State, but like not like pound for pound louder. Yeah, like it's louder than K State because like there's more people. One funny thing that did happen, though, is uh, this was right before we missed the extra point um, or botched the extra point, I should say, which really uh, was frustrating. Um, every every K-State fan in like the upper deck started chanting KSU, which prompted every other fan in the stadium to, ch- 
Chant KSU, and we got booed to shit. <laughs> That's funny. It it was bad. That was obviously one of the louder moments of the game. I mean, obviously the the last you know play of the game when we didn't get it. That was pretty loud. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just we're sick, and there's not a lot to talk about other than uh, I feel bad that Will Howard has so many people who think that. He lost us the game when he's one of the only reasons we were in the game. And I wish our uh, fans were less prone to wanting the coaching staff fired every time we lose a big game. I know that that's kind of annoying, but that yeah, that's just going to happen no matter what. It's collegiate athletics. Um, I, uh, you know, I'll save a rant. I, I'll have a rant when I'm like, you know, 100 <laughs> percent on K-State Twitter again. I got to remind K-State Twitter how fucking stupid they are. Your once a year shout, you know, shout on the hill. God, so. so stupid. I I hate K State tr- Twitter so much. There's so much stupidity there. No, and you know we got to look ahead. Just get by Baylor, win that one, go to KU, play your best. But I, I feel like that's kind of what we got to work towards next is just Dude, winning the Sunflower Showdown. Why? Hear me out. Why do so many people? Like, want to just call the season a wash and play Avery when we can still win fucking nine games. Yeah, go and win nine I games. Get a better, it. get a better bowl game. You know, you're still because you still have to per- winning nine games not become like a good thing. Nine games is fine. You know, we're still trying to win recruits and have them want to come here. You know how you do that? Win games. You know, just keep winning. And get a better bowl game. You, you go win that one or at least participate in it, play in it. I, That's I fine. To see like so many people, they're like, oh, the season's over. And it's like, do we not want to try and win nine fucking games? Like, what do you mean the season's over? Let's go win nine, nine or ten games. There's been points where we beg for seven wins. Like, just be happy. Yeah, we'll, like you said, we'll save our rants for later. We'll just, just go in. Let's let's hit our high note and just keep just keep plugging along. Just keep doing. Like I said, go go home to your wife. Just keep playing Will Howard, sprinkling every Johnson now and then. Go home to your wife. I'm just so floored at like the arrogance almost of our fan base. Well, it's like, almost like people, it's almost like people not understand how hard it is to win nine nine games in college. I almost wonder if like the like not to bring NFL into it, but I almost wonder if like the subtle like not the sub, sudden like um, uh, vi- victory you know persona we've had from Kansas City is just like now just trying to get to KU or K State you know if it's trying to trickle down and like we expect better we demand better which we'll come into that later talking about the Chiefs later but if we I mean, just like, uh, I. Yeah, I like want K State to do good all the time, but like, you're not gonna see me like mad at an eight or nine win season. Yeah, you know how many teams would kill to have an eight or nine win season? Go talk to Rutgers. Go talk to go talk to you know those go other talk schools. To KU for like the past fifteen years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like KU was fucking awful. Now they're good. They're really good. I would say go talk to Nebraska, but they actually don't look half bad this year. Dude, oh my god. It, dude, that, was there more of a layup than just Matt Rule making that team good? All Matt Rule does is win. <laughs> he is a motivator. I love Matt Rule. Matt Rule is such a good college coach. Pro coach, eh. I think Matt it's hard. It, pro coach Matt is hard because he worked with the pros. He just, I, I just don't think he's in a good situation. Huh? Yeah, I don't think he was in a good situation. I think he was in a fine situation, and he was doing good things. And then, like, CMC got hurt, and, like, he kind of lost the locker room. Matt it Rule is hard. Too, like, control freaky. Well, Matt Rule's a very great, like I said, he's a very great motivator. It is extremely hard to motivate 24 to 33, you know, ish year old athletes who do this for a living, like, it's easier to motivate an 18 to 22 year old to make them run through a fucking brick wall. You know? Yeah, it, it did. Like, let's be real here. That dude got Temple to nine wins. Speaking of like nine win season, that, yeah. that motherfucker got Temple to nine wins and won a big 12 title with Baylor. Yeah. So. 
He didn't win a Big 12 title with Baylor. He got Baylor to like nine wins, and then David Rando won the Big 12 title with like all of his players. Yeah, so. Like, let's just. <laughs> call a spade. Like, let's a spade. just call a spade a spade here. Matt Rule is a really fucking good coach. Yeah, he. Nebraska, you know, they might not reach the nine win mark this year, but they'll. They'll be they'll be our they're in good hands, I will say. Um I we've talked about Nebraska more than we've talked about KU so far, so I didn't okay, so like, you know, we'll we'll pick the game. By the way, things to look for for the K State Baylor game. Uh Will Howard un just unbelievably I can't believe I can utter the sentence. Will Howard is three passing touchdowns away from breaking the all time school record for passing touchdowns in a career at K State. So uh We'll see that broken. Huh? We'll see that broken. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe against KU. I don't know if we'll see it at home. Yeah, you might be right. I really do want to break that record at home, though. That'd be... That would be pretty sweet. Can you believe that? Can you believe that, Will Howard? You know, it... it, I can believe it, but I can't because, like, he's been here forever. <laughs> and well, Howard's only been here for four seasons, and he's barely even he, – he only played, like, eight games. And then another half season last year. No, he, he, he only basically played, like, half of a season last year, half to, like, half to two thir- two-thirds. It really was more like half. So he's played, like, a combined total of, like, two seasons maybe? Two, like two a, to three because of COVID. Well, the I know, but like, year. but like the total well, games, co- games that year. Yeah, so about he's and probably he, played he in didn't total start for all of those. When so when did Skyler get hurt? Do you remember when Skyler got hurt? I do not remember. I, I can't remember what game Skyler got hurt. I think it was like Texas Tech. It was a like game. I, I think he played like seven games, and then like three games, and then like. Probably played like seven or eight last year. We'll call it eight. And then, like, he basically didn't play against Texas Tech this year, if we're being honest. So, I mean, like, he's played like 15, like 18, and then basically eight. So, I mean, he's played like in 36 games. So, I guess he's played like three seasons. You know what? You know what I'm going to say? What's more impressive about that is look at the receiving core he's done it with. Yeah, I mean, Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks, basically, the entire time. And Ben Sennett. Yeah. So, I, I find that to be more impressive more than anything. I, I Sorry, I just, I find that to be he, really... He's also seven passing touchdowns away from the single season passing touchdown record. That just doesn't seem right. I don't know, I don't know. We are. By the way, I just want I. Colin Klein ran like twenty-seven touchdowns. Like that's true. Yeah. Like so, like he's not even close to like a total touchdown record. Like in a season, at least I don't think he is. But like, yeah, homeboy is like slinging the pigskin. But yeah, so Baylor, K State. Um, what do you think it means? Baylor's kind of been stinky. K State has been good against. Stinky teams. Uh, I, you know, this is your rebound game. This is where you got to come back and you know put your nuts on the table. Show show the Big Twelve you're still here, uh, even though you're probably not going to make it to the championship game. You're still playing for bragging. You're no, you're still play, you're still playing football for fuck's sake. Like just go out there, win the fucking game. Don't toy around. Don't do shit that doesn't work well. Don't test things. Just go out there and just win games. Win those season out. All right. So I think K-State's going to win this one. I'm going to say probably 30. Oh, God, would be a good number. 30. Let's do 33 to, uh, you know, 17. I think K-State will come out a little flat in this game, especially with it being a 2 o'clock kickoff. Um, I definitely think uh, being ranked 25th is going to help motivate a little bit. Um, I think K-State will come out a little bit flat. I think it'll be a lot closer for a majority of the game than one would think. I think like 35 to 20 is about what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, K-State's up like 28 to 20 going into like the fourth quarter. And then like just nothing happens. Um, But yeah, Baylor is perfectly okay with springing an upset, but they've just not been very good this year. 
I think it's a very easy spot for K-State to get trapped in, though. Looking ahead against KU, looking behind against Texas. So I think I think it's a veteran group, so I don't think they'll drop it. I think it's going to be closer than you would think, though. Yeah. From majority of the game. But I'll say 35-20 just for a late runaway. All right, so chronological order of the KU game was next, and I didn't get to watch a single second of it because I was in a piano bar where I watched seven 60-year-olds get up on stage with the pianos and do a kick line. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, it was awesome. Uh, no, I did. I only watched like brief moments of this game. Um, <clears throat> KU is now twenty-one. Yep. Are they twenty-four? Are they twenty-one? Are they ranked 21 now? That. They're like um, 15, I think, in the CFP poll. Gotcha. Um, KU won 28-21. Uh, you know, just from just from like the subtle recaps, and you know, I get I get a lot of my uh, main KU resource uh, from uh, my coworker. Good. That's all. I, like all I can really say, I haven't been able to watch any KU football this year because I've been like traveling like, the entirety of the season were at K-State games. So, like, I've been able to watch any KU football, but all I know is them boys good. Them uh, boys can put points. I've been saying this for – I said this last year. Jason Bean is probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the country. I know he makes some stupid mistakes. He makes Jason he makes Bean that – better than Jalen Daniels. <laughs> I mean, Jason Bean has a better back. That's for damn sure. Um, like – Jason Bean, it, he always does like that one immature mistake that just could be prevented. But other than that, he's just a freak athlete and does a just does a great job at you know he does a good job at running, throwing, uh, all that stuff that you you love seeing from a quarterback. He's athletic. All the tools. He does. He does. Will he's, Howard, the way Will Howard got all the tools, and then once you start balling out and get consistent minutes, yeah, you know, he, he's still balling out. And so, um, you know, I know, I know Leipold really has a, really loves Jason Bean, but you know, Jalen Daniels is just better. Um, and so is he, though? Then, is he though? I don't know. I mean, I it's hard to say, it's hard to say. Cause we only have so much sample size with Jalen Daniels with his injury history, but we have a lot of, uh, <clears throat> you know, what we've seen from Jason Bean. Like last year in that bowl game, he kind of threw that pass, and it was just kind of like, well, why'd you throw that? Um, <clears throat> so that's just kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, he makes those he makes those dumb mistakes, uh, and you know, from what I've from what I gathered is he's kind of prevented that. It's against Iowa State, so you can take things with a grain of salt. But only winning against Iowa twenty eight twenty one, you know, like I mean, Iowa State at home, Jack Trice night game. I mean, that is they, true. They, I mean, Iowa had been rounding into form is the thing, or Iowa State had been rounding into form. They were tied with uh, one conference loss. Yeah. Week. So, I mean, my my thing is I think that's very mature, and it's a very mature win. It's a very, you know, underrated win, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, all in all, uh, Good, good victory for them. Like, I, I just don't can't judge Iowa State very well. I, it, I thought they were going to be worse than what they were because of all the situations they faced earlier this year, and they're still pulling out, you know, five wins. Um, ne- next uh, this Saturday they have the uh, KU has Texas Tech. Uh, it's at There's KU. It's at, at KU. KU. Uh, yeah, they're going to smoke them boys. Yeah, it's eleven a.m. kickoff at KU. I, that sorry, that, that's just going to be a fucking. They're going to just run all over those guys. They're going to smoke them guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. KU was good. I, I, Again, I can't give better analysis because they didn't get to watch the game. I don't... I get it. We're bad at our jobs. We didn't get to watch the KU game. Sue me. I was in Austin, Texas at a piano bar. <laughs> KU's going to be Texas Tech, like, 35 to, like, 10, by the way. Mm, no. They'll win 42 to 17. I kind of like that line. I was going to say 35 to 10. Yeah, I I don't... Texas Tech's not very good. No, they're not. And KU, KU puts up them points. KU's exactly. Better. So. 
All right, Beans, did you actually watch the uh, Chiefs game? I didn't get to because I was flying. Oh, my God, did I? I love shooting at the gate here. I love 9 a.m. game. Well, I guess it would have been 8.30. By the way, nobody fucking warned me there was a time change this weekend. I did not know this. It was just... It was great. So when we left Austin, uh, Trey's flight, mine was at 7 in the morning. His was at 5. So we had to, like, leave our hotel room at, like, 3.30. Like, 3, 3.30 to get to the airport in time to get him to the gate. And we were out at the bars to, like, 11. <laughs> so I maybe got... So I was going to get, like, less than four hours of sleep until the time changed. I got, like, four, four and a half. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that time change. So, I mean, I kind of woke up. I thought it was at 9.30, but apparently, I don't know if, like, they read the time as 9.30 at the time before the time change, and then it switched to, like, 8.30. brother. Yeah, anyways, uh, no, I love 8.30 games, because you do the 8.30 slate, then you have your noon slate, and then the 3.30 slate feels like it's the late slate, like, it feels like it's the 7 o'clock games, but it's actually 3.30. It feels like you're just getting, it just feels like you're getting more football through your day. I love it. We need more games in Germany. I I hate myself for saying this. We need more Germany games. I, I it's great. I love it. London more Germany games. Put it, do it. Just London. I, I don't really care for Germany games. However, I don't know if I just liked it because the Chiefs played there. I loved it. I loved it. I honestly mean this very wholeheartedly. I think if the NFL wanted to like really just improve its global outreach and global product, they should literally just make a Europe league of like eight teams and then they could just like play throughout the season. And it's just like practice squad players. Yeah. Just a developmental program. You could, that's what I would do. I'm telling you, dude, that's what I would do. I would just have like it be a developmental program and guys can just play like during the season and they can get signed by NFL teams or like NFL teams can like send them. What, what I'm saying is, is like you have like this guy who you drafted the sixth round who you like, but like you don't want to necessarily put on the practice squad because you don't want him to get stolen or you don't necessarily want to like keep him on your roster because he needs reps. I'm telling you, if you have, like, teams in, like, London and Germany and, like, other places in Europe that, like, supplemented for, like, all the divisions, so, like, the AFC West and, like, all that stuff, you just put them in there, and then you can just have games at 8.30. You just have a four... You could just have a four-game slate every week. So, part of me thinks... Yes, they could do that. However, the last time they did that, they lost a shit ton of money. And I know, I know, like, this is a different time. You know, we have different management. Goodell is different. Um, I think, yeah, I, honestly, I Europe wasn't a huge success. I honestly think that maybe people are reading too much between the lines that we're going to add teams to Europe. Maybe we're going to keep this whole, like, we're going to play games there. Like, you know, it's kind of a, if you keep playing games there, you know, maybe the fandom won't grow maybe it'll just kind of stay stagnant however if you just play a couple games there a year this is like the few times that this area gets these games we're gonna make sure we go and watch this that's my belief on it i don't my, know could be wrong my personal take on it is if you put a team in like london and they fucking suck like they're not gonna go because they have soccer if you ever watch their soccer if their team sucks that team is fucking baptized that team is dunzo so yeah, my honestly, I think the way it's set up now is like good. Put your best games there, like Chiefs versus Dolphins. That was a good one. That was I, a that was an that's, electric. That's the step to grow the game overseas. I genuinely do think, though, that like I think they're gonna do something like NFL Europe again. I don't think it'll be. I don't think they'll expand to Europe. I think that's a bridge too far. I think logistically, that's just such a mess. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I do think, I do think that at some point the NFL, I think they could put a spring league there. Honestly, that's what I think they could do. Is they could just, just say just, like, "Hey, XFL, USFL, like merger thing, like let's uh, take this operation and huck it to Europe, 
and we'll play. What if they just did like what if they just did like spring training over, or spring practices over there or veteran? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different things they could do. I think because like uh, it's kind of like how they're doing with uh, kind of a bad comparison, but with women's flag or women's flag football or just flag football in general, the NFL has put their hand in that and tried to grow the sport with flag football or with women's football. They're just trying to help grow it. They don't like make a league for it. They don't do this. They don't do that. They're just promoting it. Doing stuff like this yeah. is just promoting it. it. It's putting your shield in something that's a little bit different rather than just taking full control of it. So I think that's why they don't do anything like that. That's why I think of like the spring training or the, the mandatory uh, reporting to practices over there or something or just something similar to that one game or two games or three games or four games, however many games a year you want to put over there. That's just dipping your feet over there. Just throwing it, just getting it out there. You know, Well, I think another cool thing for like all the European fans is they can kind of just choose whatever fandom they want. And then they just go to the game and enjoy the game. And like, they're not having to be fans of like one team. Exactly. Like, I do know that Kansas City has a very big German market. Uh, Which so is that's hilarious. What, I don't know how we manage that. Uh, I don't. E- I don't know either. I don't know what the ties are to Germany because I know, like in like Jacksonville and London, it's because the owner is a big soccer owner, and yeah, I, I like. I mean, they dude, they played there so much. They're like a, they're like a, the adopted son of. So I, I don't understand the whole like. I don't know if the Hunts have a German tie or what's going on there. I almost oh, yeah. wonder if it's just like it could be as dumb as like some collection of guys that like were Chiefs fans like moved to Germany and so they like made a pact to like watch the games together in Germany and then like it like it literally could just be like in the early two thousands these guys like started watching Chiefs games and then like their buddies brought in their buddies and then like everyone liked it and then everyone just started rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, but like back, but back to the game. Like, oh yeah, uh, yes. No, I love the game. Uh, it was kind of a tale of two halves. Uh, that for that first drive by Mahomes and Andy Reid was S tier. Just. Just perfect. It was just ran to perfection. Uh, they they came out and just lit, Andy Reid just put on a masterclass of just showing off his balls. It was great. And after that, it just like petered out. It just slowed down. They went back to their old ways. It felt like uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't have the best best performance. Uh, he only threw for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I, okay, so saying that. I want to come out and express my feelings a little bit on this. It's I, I want fans to stop. I'm, 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 I'm a part of this too. I am very much a part of this and I catch myself trying to stop, you know, doing this. We need to stop blaming Andy Reed, Matt Nagy and Patrick Mahomes for all this. Andy Reed's the one calling the plays. he, it's not Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy does not call the plays. It's Andy Reid. It's probably always been Andy Reid. We don't know. But there's a reason he's doing this. There's a reason for everything. Uh, I just want to say that we have seen such a... We have this winning mentality. We have grown as to be that fan base that just expects perfection. Like We expect Mahomes to go 45 or 45 and throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns and are you know just... Our, our wide receivers to be a master class from top to bottom. And we demand to have this wide receiver one at wide receiver four. Like we don't have that luxury, uh, you know, in the, in the NFL, just because Patrick Mahomes only throws for 185 yards or 200 yards doesn't mean we suck. It just means that we are good. Okay. We are still a good team. We are still a Super Bowl contending team. We just aren't playing to the level that us as Chiefs fan have expected us or grown us to watching. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. Chiefs are very average on offense right now. I think there's a lot of different reasons why they're average on offense. Um, I think Kelsey's been inconsistent. 
I Kelsey so. has been inconsistent too. Because if you ever watch, if you haven't watched it, like the past two or three no, games, it's that, it's that injury from the beginning of the season. Like that was just going to be a thing the entire year. He's never going to say it publicly, but like he like hyperextended his knee. Like he was never going to be healthy the entire year. Well, if you ever watch, so there's two things. If you ever notice when you're watching lately, two things have happened. One, he seems to be coming out more often. It's very heavy on the rotation. And two, he keeps like before he'd always run into open space. That was always his perfection, his like signature. If you must, he was really good at finding space and just getting open. If you watch these games, he is struggling at finding the zones. He is struggling at finding open space and getting open. I don't know if you just don't lose that, you know, sense and ability to do that overnight or over the span of a three week period. So but what's kind of crazy is like he's doing this and it's kind of causing other players to be open. So I don't know if it's like designed like for Kelsey. Hey, I know you're usually oh used to finding space, but let's like run you into a zone here. And then that way we can have Rasheed Rice coming up and underneath or Kadarius Tony coming open or Sky Moore or something. That's just something I've noticed. Um, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. I, I don't have a, you know, sources or anything. It's just watch the game. Watch the game this weekend, and watch Kelsey run his routes. He's running into zones. He's running into where people are, but then other people just seem to be open, and it works out. I don't know how it works. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, the defense has been really good, and I mean that's really what's been saving us from being like super average. Oh, our defense. <laughs> I, I heard this one. This one thing it was a uh, Dave Tobe and Andy Reid need to be carrying Spagnola off the field every week on it on it on their shoulders. He is a master class at this. He is doing a wonderful job. I. It scares me though, dude. Like all I can remember. Do you remember that Patriots team in 2019 where like they were so good the entire year because their defense was just like dominating people. Yes. And their offense was just super mid. It just, this team just reminds me of that team. And it just feels like we're going to drop some games at the end of the year, fall to like the three seed, and then like get bounced in the first round because we just have a bad, like, we just get a bad matchup or we, you know, whatever. No. I don't know, man. I'm just, everyone keeps saying, oh, the Chiefs are going to figure it out. Oh, the Chiefs are going to figure it out. And I feel like if I don't see us starting to figure stuff out against Philadelphia after a bye week, then, like, I don't know when we're going to figure it out. <laughs> well, everybody kept saying, like, oh, like, Dolphins are going to be a true test, which, I mean, Dolphins is a good test. I know they haven't won very much against uh, winning opponents. Well, I mean, That's it's a good test for our defense. Our defense it's a great, great test. It's a great test. Well, like, we held... We held Tyreek Hill to we held Tyreek Hill to sixty two yards. We held Jalen Jalen Waddle forty two. Uh, you know Raheem Mostert didn't gr- uh, cross the the century mark. It's it's those things. It's the little victories that just add up to making a big win. You know that interception. You know honestly, I was just fine with the interception and the touchdown just made it better. <laughs> that was that was even better. And honestly, that is why Spags needs to be carried off because without that touchdown, I don't know where we would have been. I don't know what would have happened. Well. Miami would be kicking a field goal. It's true. Yeah, we. That's a three. That's a big swing. That is a huge swing. Yeah, and shout out to Trent McDuffie and Cook on that play. Can that we up. also? Can we also say that <clears throat> Drew Tranquil and Mike Edwards has to be, and honestly, Omenahue have to be the three best free agent signings in the NFL from a defensive perspective. Yeah, those have been really good. Like they, they have been really good for us. Especially, they just, I mean, like, we didn't spend much on Mike Edwards either. We didn't spend, no, we didn't spend hardly anything on those three players combined yeah. compared Many to what others have paid. Contract, but, like, dude, he has just been a dog. He has been a game record. Drew Tranquil, like, we haven't missed a beat with Drew Tranquil and Nick Bolton being gone. I know J-Rob's not a big fan of uh, Nick Bolton. I love Nick Bolton. I, he's a very old-fashioned I, linebacker, and I love him for that. But Drew Nick Tranquil Bolton we, is, like, the one dude who I trust to absolutely just, like, go give himself some CTE to, like, blow a play up. Yes, and I, I love that. Like about him. Uh, and then, honestly, like, Willie Gay has stepped up huge, 
he has been for Nick Bolton being gone. I was worried about what Willie Gay was going to be able to do because we haven't seen him go, you know, trending up. We've always seen him. He was good coming into the NFL as a rookie, but we've just seen him stay stagnant. These last few weeks, I'm not counting the Broncos week. That that week just sucked ass in general. I'm taking that. I mean, the defense even played pretty good against them as well. Exactly. Like we've only gave a not from a rush defense perspective, I suppose, but I mean. From a general perspective of God, they were on the field the entire fucking game and only gave up 24 points. So Willie Gay is really, really trending, is really trending in the right direction. Contract year. It is. It's that contract year. So it's, it's going to be tough this offseason to decide, you know, we have a lot of free agents coming up on that side of the ball. We need to, they're going to have to figure it out and they're all playing well. How do you, how do you decide that when everybody's playing so good? You Except know. for Chris Jones. Chris Jones didn't really play all that good. His name only got called once, and it was because of a f- stupid, idiotic, idiotic, idiotic uh, decision he made. I, I'm not going to go into that. But Chris Jones about, is saving it for the playoffs, bro. Don't worry. And, you know, it's all about hitting that right point. Uh, go Philadelphia, we've said it, will be a good test. They're off this week. Healing week. You know, Andy Reid's very much... Uh, you know, coming back from Germany, they're going to take this week off. They're going to be real lax, real easy going this week. And then they'll come back to a normal routine starting next week. So I got to say one thing, though, before we like, you know, skip over the Chiefs because, you know, they're on by this week. We don't care. Whatever. We'll, we'll pick the Eagles game next week. But genuinely, the Chiefs have like such a strange season. <laughs> Like, it is. It is. It's a very strange, very strange like, uh, year. We we hosted the draft to start, and Chris Jones was like sitting out the first game in a press box, and then like three weeks later, Travis Kelsey's like walking like out of the locker room with Taylor Swift, <laughs> and then and now we just finished playing a game in fucking Germany. It's that fame. It's it's that winning. It's that winning mentality that they just have. Can't, that's just now coming to Kansas City. Dude, such a strange season. This is bad. It is. It's really weird. Like, and I know the Taylor Swift thing doesn't really help because it adds more light to Kansas City. It adds more of a negative or positive, however you see it, whatever fan you are. But it it just adds more to it. Ugh. All right, Beans. I think you know what time it is. It's time for landlocks. (laughs) (laughs) Landlocks presented by Four Seasons Landscaping in Philadelphia. Shout out if you remember what that's a reference to. <laughs> Beans. What is Land's first lock of the day? Or the week? First, first land lock is okay, uh, Oklahoma State minus two and a half at UCF. <laughs> I like that one. I kind of like that one. We'll come back and review all three of these. Uh, is, that the trap game? is that the trappest game of all trap games? Oklahoma State has no reason to not be a multiple-score favorite over UCF, except for the fact that they're coming off of a very emotional win. Oh, a big letdown. Oh, could you imagine? Uh, exactly. Number two. Kentucky plus 11 versus Bama. I don't like it. I don't know how I feel about that one either. Kentucky got their ass beat by fucking Georgia. Is it at Alabama? Nope, it's uh, at Kentucky. Ooh, okay. I like it a little bit better. All right. Landlock number three. I think you'll appreciate this one here. I, I, I'm a big fan of this one. Iowa. Yeah. I, Iowa minus one versus Rutgers. Um, Rutgers is a top 20 defense, and Iowa also is a top 20 defense. 
I believe the over-under is at like 28 and a half, where it was at one point. Um, genuinely, I don't care who wins. Iowa football is so goddamn funny. I love it. It's They are literally the sickos community that I love. I I love Iowa football, just from the perspective of it is just... It's it's uh, nails on chalkboard come to life. Exactly. That has been our landlocks. Landlocks. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Jay Lamb for providing that on a weekly basis. I know we missed a couple of them, but we're finally getting back into our routine here. We're, so we're getting, we're getting back into the groove of things. I, you know what I'm trying to do, Beans. I'm trying to think of. I wanted to put a list together of my five worst stadiums I've ever been to, like football stadiums I've ever been to. Uh, high, really, sc- high school all the way to college or just no, professional? College or bro. Okay. <coughs> I was going to say Abilene, Abilene, Abilene's would be like number one. <laughs> if, we, if we do high school, college, and pro, I, I have four. But I, I can't think of my last one. And I, I wouldn't put Abilene on there. Oh, man. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let me think here real quick. Let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Let me think. I'm trying to think of all the stadiums I've been to. I've been to quite a few, actually, now that I think about it. Um... Okay, I have it. Are you ready for my top five worst football stadiums I've ever been to? Let's hear it. All right. Number five, and this is only on the list because I need a fifth stadium and I don't have another one. Um, NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. That's crazy. Um, I, I can't think of another stadium that I want to put on there. I have a feeling that there's a couple that could make it there. I've just not been to said stadium. Number four, Holton High School. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Number three, honestly, the booth. Okay, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I'm honestly shocked that's only three, but look, I'm here to, just, I'm here to see the other two. TCU Stadium, whatever it's called. I've never that been. I never really like a cracker box, and I did not enjoy it. Oh, well, I've never seen pictures of it actually. If I'm being honest, if you are so close to the field, dude. It's such a cracker box. Huh? Okay, you. The booth is at least like. Oh, actually, okay. Replace, replace. I just remember I went there. Replace. So let, let's recap. So we're replacing five. Energy Stadium is no longer there because I actually do have a real one that I want number five. The real number five is the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Oh yeah. Actually, no. The real number five is Holt High School. Jesus Christ. <laughs> number four is the Liberty Bowl because it's a shithole. Yeah. Number three is the booth because it's also kind of a shithole. Number two is TCU Stadium because it is also kind of a shithole cracker box. And number one is Missouri Stadium because that place is a fucking shithole. Really? I thought Missouri, I've never seen like, I kind of like Missouri's like feel. I've never seen like their stadium. stadium is a fucking dump. Ew, okay. I did not know that. It, It is legitimately a dump. Like, like outdated? It's outdated. It has like one like new attachment to it. The thing is, is with the booth, like it's all kind of crap, if that makes sense. And so it kind of like all feels the same. Yeah. With Missouri, and like it's KU. With Missouri, it's like this is an SEC school and this place is a dump. <laughs> trying to think of like when i was at kansas westland 
uh, Bethany College. We, I think, I don't know if you ever played there or not, but Bethany College, that place was pretty uh, dog dookie. Um, that that they had like literally two by fours as the bleachers, so that kind of expresses oh. everything. And then when oh, the turf was like 15 years old, so it was like astroturf. <laughs> it was pretty horrible. Yeah. And then I'd say number, I'd say, ooh. What college was that? Midland in Nebraska. That place was awful. That place was built in like the 18 or like in the 1940s, like during the war, like during that time period where there's like funding to build football stadiums. So that stadium was pretty outdated, pretty old, pretty grody. And I'd say my number one is Sterling College. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Nordberg. Uh, no, Sterling College was just it was a grass field. There's just not a good place to get ready. It's just a terrible place. Just an awful place. We wore white. Uh, so it's a grass field, right? We wore white on white <laughs> and it just rained. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You guys, were green. you guys were green. Oh dude. Yeah. We weren't white at the end of it. It was horrible. For real though. Like, I think it's just an expectation versus reality thing. Like, Farrah Field, which is Missouri Stadium. Yeah. Just, it is just not nice. <laughs> See, I never, I, I, I don't know, I just feel like Missouri football was just different. I mean, they've been, you know, maybe maybe they'll start putting money into it now that Missouri football is back. You, but. you just have to go there. It's, like, so yeah. underwhelming. Well, I said I like. I mean, I do like their field. I like the grass area. That's kind of cool. Um, that's like a yeah, little. Yeah, I mean, that's cool and all. It, it's really just like I. I don't know how to describe it. It's just it feels like KU Stadium, but if you like pretended to put some funding in it from being in the SEC for like fifteen years. Yeah, I don't know. It it feels like K State Stadium before K State put real money into it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Like K State feels like a like P five stadium. Missouri feels like a P five stadium for fifteen twenty years ago. Could you imagine Bill Snyder just not being like remodeled after? Um. Yeah, I didn't love it when it happened, and I'm just really glad that we did. Yeah, like at first it was like an inconvenience. It's like, well, why are we changing this? And I, I love it. It looks, Bill Snyder looks beautiful. Like the stadium just looks gorgeous. It it needed the facelift. And I like love, I love the, the placement of, Missouri. of it. Missouri needs a facelift. KU needs a facelift. The, uh, the thing is, is uh, the Liberty Bowl needs to be torn down. <laughs> yeah. I love Bill Snyder's because the placement of it is like perfect. It's the edge of town. It's right by a field where like K State's grown, like known for is its agricultural uh, studies, and it just fits so well. The only difference I would change is like the distance to Aggieville, but you really can't change that. The only way you could change that is changing Aggieville to being closer to the stadium. I think the next evolution and you're not going to like this, is uh, buying that field area across the street. And they're going to turn that into an Aggieville. Well, into like a bar district. Like, yeah. like a P&L. It's, uh, it's being in the works. Like it, It's yeah. called The Edge, yeah. So it's in the works. It's going to happen at some point. Just don't that's, know when. That's the next step. Because the stadium can't really grow, but the uh, vibe around the stadium sure can. The business can. Yeah. Great so. money. All right, Beans. Are you ready for GTA 6? Bro, we've had like... Noah's Ark was discovered before GTA 6 came out. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't played any GTA game. Like, owned it and played it. And I probably will actually play GTA 6. Yeah. Um, is it officially coming out? Um, I think there, there's some sort of trailer that's supposed to come out in December, I think. Coming in 2023, GTA. That, that was the thing, is the joke was like, the trailer's gonna play, and that's gonna be like, out like 2032. That's exactly what's gonna happen, oh my god. 
But I, I heard a rumor that it that it costs like one to two billion dollars to make. Holy so, shit, dude! Right, right. Like, what? why even develop? How much did it cost to build GTA Five? Just do the I same thing, just know. improve a couple things, and make it a little bit better, and call it GTA Six. Dude, I I will say though, GTA Six comes out next year, and NCA comes out next year. That's going to be like one of the biggest W's. Well, NCA is coming out next year. So I guess if GTA 6 comes out the same year as NCA, which is next year, that's going to be one of the all-time W's for like and then, gaming. And don't forget uh, Madden 25, which Madden 25 already came out. So now you got Madden 35. Hey, bro, I'm already, I'm already playing it. That was one of my favorite memes. It's like, you losers are playing Madden 24. I'm already playing Madden 25. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with that. Genuinely, I have no idea. You just got to keep kicking the can down the road. Call it Madden 35, and then once you get to 35, then you call it Madden 45. You just got to keep, you know, just just keep kicking it. You know what they're going to do? They're going to call it Madden 25 and just, like, not even... <laughs> they're not even going to acknowledge it. Just like uh, what was it? iPhone 10 and then the iPhone X or whatever. Like, no, they 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 call it was they they had the iPhone 8 and then went to like the iPhone 10. They just yeah, nine. just yeah, it was just like non-existent. So we'll just give yeah, a double so like, existence here. Call it Madden 25. Yeah. What? It's like yeah, yeah. It's just Madden 25. It is honestly confusing because it comes out Madden 25, but it's like the years 2024. Like I always, yeah, I don't know why they do it that way. I think it has something to do with uh, well, it's the number of years it's been. I mean, or not the number of years. I don't know why the reason they do that. Well, I think it's I think it's to go for the uh, upcoming season. I think is what it is, which again doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, because we're in the twenty twenty three. I guess we're in the twenty three twenty four season. So I, I I guess. Guess, I'm betting it just has something to do with the fact that. The Super Bowl happens in that year, maybe twenty four. So it's all so stupid. I don't know. Anyway, that, we we've talked more about Madden, and I've never liked to do it. So anyway, I love Madden. I love Madden. I play it every weekend, I but Madden. I just don't. I love playing Madden and then having some bullshit happen, and then just hating Madden again. I do like uh, all the features that they've improved on, like more trades, uh, all the different, you know, all that stuff. I, and like the the player likeness, like they're adding more like similar players that uh, like during the draft, you could find an Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. I, I appreciate that. They're putting more effort into it. I like it. Hey, but, you know, when NCA comes out. Oh, God, Madden's going to be the fucking it's going to be the Andy and Woody meme. With Madden, I don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Actually, so one fun thing. So it won't be for this one, but so there's a rumor going around. And by the way, I'm excited to do a uh, sim or to do a franchise for uh, NCA coming up. I'm so excited. I'm going to hopefully get a full squad going. We can all start as offensive coordinators and like Sun Belt. It'll be great. But there's rumors that, like, not for this one, but for the next one, they're going to try and do F FCS teams as well, which means that we could start as offensive coordinators in like the A Sun. How about that? Oh, that'd be so fun. Imagine you're like, the offensive coordinator at Campbell. You have to work your way all the way to the head coach at Ohio State. That'd be elite. Damn. <laughs> all right, B-Man. I'm sick. You're sick. We're both ill. Do you got any final words? Uh, No, I don't. Damn. I was hoping you would. Nope. Ask please. Nope. Done. Zilch. Right. Actually, uh, I did actually learn something new this week uh, today. Um, it's haphazard, not haphazard. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that a man is it a Mandela effect? I feel like that's a Mandela effect. It's always been haphazard. No, it's haphazard. I feel like it's always been haphazard, and we just oh. like ah, no, it's haphazard now. And it's like what? <laughs> no, it's not. It's never been haphazard. How how could you have half of a hazard? 
It just makes more sense. No, it doesn't. Where the fuck does Hap come from? Why does Hap have to be a part of the hazard? Why can't we just have half of a hazard? Because it's still a hazard. Half of a hazard would still just be a hazard. But what does haphazard mean? I don't know. Google it, brother. Does it mean like disorganized? Half of a hazard I, seems pretty disorganized. I don't know. I, I think it means like timidly. Oh. Like you're haphazardly doing something. Yeah, you're haphazardly doing something. You're timid. Like haphazardly. Half. No. <laughs> Read. Read. There's a boondocks clip I would really like to quote, but I am not black enough to do so. Dude, remember our fucking argument we had two weeks ago about poo and poo? Oh my god, why you you were wrong? <laughs> There's a difference between poo and poo. Yeah, one's a bear and one is shit. Alright, <laughs> we're ending it here. Beans All right. English. Beans has no English. Thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed me arguing with Beans, you know what? We'll have an English test for Beans next week. How about that? Let's do it. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for listening to our sickness. You can tell that my voice is finally deciding to deteriorate. So it is time to go. Thanks again to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the content, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing. You can find our, all of our content on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. We're on Apple Pod and Spotify been a pleasure flying with you today hope to see you soon hope to be back next week peace out god bless see y'all next time peace haphazard <laughs> no dude i'm serious like we were at work and i said haphazard and they're like shut the fuck up what like it was a it was like everybody just stopped what they're doing and just like yeah because you were wrong <laughs> no i was not <laughs> beans